Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Bees Knees Podcast. We're your hosts, Ben and Brittany, and if you haven't already, please download this episode. And make sure to check out the link in the description where you can find links to our Instagram and other socials. Happy listening! We like talking about movies and TV, or TV and movies, because we're the Bees Knees, oh yeah. Okay, so for just like health and nutrition and all that stuff that I'm kind of getting into. Mm-hmm. I like to eat, prioritize protein. I feel okay. like that's like a, a big <laughs> thing right now for a lot of people is like you see all, well, at least I do. Maybe it's just where I'm hanging out on the internet. I don't know. <laughs> but it's just like make sure you hit those protein goals. And so I'm all about finding ways to sneak in that protein, right? Okay. So I eat a lot of eggs. And surprisingly... <laughs> I talk about eggs a lot on here. Like if I had a nickel for every time I talked about eggs on the podcast. You'd have more than two nickels. I would have more than two nickels. And that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, here I am bringing up eggs again. High protein. Great way to start the day. I have a lot of hard boiled eggs. Mm-hmm. Still looking out for that double yoker. Hasn't happened yet. I'll keep you guys updated. Anyway, <laughs> there was one batch of hard-boiled eggs that you had done where you hadn't hard-boiled the when eggs. When you say batch, this was 60 eggs. Yeah, it was a lot of eggs. <laughs> so I was like, I, it's not like this failed batch could just be pitched out because that's a lot of eggs. So I'm like, I guess I'm eating these eggs. They were soft yolk. And I don't mind a soft yolk egg, but it has to be a warm yolk i will not have a cold soft yolk that is disgusting and i tried to eat this egg for your benefit because you had worked so hard and you were being proactive and you're like i'm gonna hard boil all these eggs for you and i was like i really appreciate the effort that you put in here so that i didn't have to sit and hard boil these eggs it meant a lot to me so i'm like yeah i'm having this late night egg snack and uh the yolk is soft i'm like i'm just gonna I'm just going to power through this. And all of a sudden, I'm just like, uh, and I'm like gagging. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't. I really appreciate that you made these eggs, but I I can't eat this yolk. So what I ended up doing for like my lunches, for breakfast, I ended up like taking the yolk out and mixing in a bit of, of mayo in it and kind of having a sloppy deviled egg kind of thing so that it doesn't matter what the yolk is like right because yeah. it's getting mixed up with the sweet tangy mayo okay and that's how i got through anyway one morning i wasn't feeling it so i'm like you know what i'm just gonna eat the whites i'm gonna ditch the yolks so i ate a, i ate three egg whites and went off to work and then i was thinking like you know what i don't actually know what the protein is in just the whites so i'm at work and i'm googling it and then you know how I on Google, it'll pop up with other suggested like questions that other people have asked. Yeah. So it's like, oh, you asked this question. Well, other people have also asked this question. So maybe you're interested in this when you're doing your research. So I'm just like scrolling through looking at all the benefits of like egg whites and like the nutritional value of like the yolk versus the whites and like the protein content, the fat content, all this stuff. Okay. And then all of a sudden I come across this like asked question where it was like can i eat 20 egg whites a day and i was like calm down gaston (laughs) like (laughs) you don't need that many egg whites you're gonna kill yourself so i was the answer it was no you should have no more than like i think it was three oh god egg whites a day (laughs) because of the cholesterol and like all the other things like egg white like eggs are good for you but like everything it should be in moderation. I think I eat enough eggs on holiday occasions when we do like way eggs. more than three. <laughs> so many. Like, if you ask me to eat six Here, eggs, I'm gonna pull up the actual answer because I don't remember. I felt like it was three, but yeah. While you're doing that, if you ask me to eat six eggs, mm-hmm. no freaking way could I just demolish six hard-boiled eggs. Yeah. If you chop them in half, mix a little mayo and put some paprika on it. It's just like, hells yeah, I'll power through all the eggs. I will eat that all day. Yeah. So can I eat 20 egg whites every day? 
Doctors still recommend that around 60% of the proteins come from eggs. So it is high, it is recommended to eat no more than a couple of eggs daily. So it doesn't actually give a number. And then it says people who have acute liver problems should consult their doctor before starting a diet that includes egg whites. So, but like still, what, why on earth would you want to eat 20 a day? I... I burst out laughing because I was just like this like this cannot be a real question someone asked and I just start imagining the person just like devouring 20 eggs a day and I I don't know I just went down this like loophole of the type of person and like just imagining someone eating that many eggs a day I imagine the farmer from Napoleon Dynamite yeah who like he mixes eggs in with his orange juice and he just will eat a hard-boiled egg like pull it out of his pocket and start eating it yeah and it's like what's for dinner 16 eggs what's for breakfast we got about eight scrambled eggs (laughs) like i love eggs there's so many ways that you can eat them they're delicious but 20 a day and also and i like i I burst out laughing and so then my coworkers just like what the hell's wrong with you i'm like oh my gosh okay and i explained the whole thing love eating eggs want to know the protein content go to google all this and he's just like okay and i was like and then some person asked google if 20 eggs a day is okay like who does that and i'm dying laughing maybe i'm sleep deprived i don't know but it was friggin hilarious to me so i'm laughing and then he's laughing and i don't know if he's laughing just because i find it so hilarious he is 100 percent laughing at you laughing at an egg question and then of course we had to pull in the like in this economy who could afford to eat that many <laughs> eggs a day all right now you were saying something about how you you didn't have time or like you didn't want my soft boiled eggs yeah so you turn them into deviled eggs. Yeah. I feel like you've only said a half truth here. <laughs> you only saw some of it. If I was being really lazy. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, 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 no. So what this deviled egg <laughs> concoction that you described as, you cut my eggs in half, mm-hmm. you spread some mayonnaise on with a f- knife, Yeah. and then sprinkled paprika on it. Yeah. You did not mix. You did not <laughs> There concoct. were some days I did You did mix. not devil it. It was an egg with mayo <laughs> and paprika on it. That's the really lazy way. That's the and lazy girl deviled egg. I tried it because I was like, I guess in theory, this is deviled egg. You mix it in your mouth. No, 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 no. The flavors hit different. I don't think it does. I think it's all the same. Because I tried one. My tongue got molested by mayonnaise. <laughs> and... It was the most uncomfortable because I'm expecting a deviled egg. There was a day where as an after work snack, I took a couple eggs, cut them, mixed, like just mashed it up. Yeah. I didn't blend it or anything, but I mashed it up together and like scooped it onto the egg and ate it and a deviled egg. You're so ambitious. But, Quit shaming me for not having the energy you have. But to take this eggy with a dollop. <laughs> of mayonnaise <laughs> on it and i i again maybe it's the way it fell in my mouth maybe you're eating it and your tongue is resting on the bottom of the egg so by the time you Honestly, taste the mayonnaise matter. but like i only got mayonnaise see i just i love mayonnaise <sighs> like i know i know there's a lot of people it's very it's like a situational love it it. i love it i'm not one of those people that like dips my fries in it or anything but I really enjoy the tanginess of mayo, so it doesn't. It didn't bother me. I'm just like, yeah, this is getting. I'm not gonna lie. Thinking about that mayonnaise touching my tongue is genuinely making my stomach turn. Well, you know what makes my stomach turn? Cold yolk. (laughs) I just like bit into that hard-boiled egg and had just the texture of cold yolk. It was so disturbing to me. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I was get. You saw me, and then you were like sad, and I was like, now I've made a sad boy right. because he worked so hard at this. <laughs> All this egg talk is reminding me of Clock. Oh my god, that was a bad movie. <laughs> so, so we watched Clock because you were recommended it, kind of. Kind of. I had seen that it was new on Disney, 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, like psychological thriller, horror kind of thing. And I was like, maybe it'll be a change from what we've been watching lately. Yeah. We've been watching a lot of just repeat new girl and just things that we've seen before. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this could be an interesting change. And so then, of course, I was looking up reviews, seeing if it was worth it. It was very hit or miss. Some people thought it was a very good film and like insightful and whatever other people were like this was a complete waste of time so i was like okay if half of the consensus is that it's a waste of time i'm not gonna bother with it then i was hanging out with some people and they're like yo has anybody watched clock yet and i was just like i was going to but a lot of people said it was a waste of time, so I didn't bother with it. And they're like, no, no, it's not a waste of time. It's weird. I don't really get it. The ending just kind of like fucked me up a bit. But no, it's not a waste of time. You should watch it and then let me know. Haven't seen this person. I honestly hadn't seen this person for like five years maybe prior to this. <laughs> so maybe in another five years, I'll see them again. I'll be like, hey, watch that movie. It was shit. Um <laughs> Because I disagree. I don't think it was interesting. I thought it was a lot of trying to be mind fucky in a good yeah. way, but it just wasn't. But it had a lot of weird egg things. Yeah. Like there was the time where she she cracks all the eggs into her frying pan, then just scoops the yolks and eats them. Yeah. Then she starts making out with a frozen egg. Yeah. Ugh. There's just a lot of really disgusting egg stuff. It, it felt like the only benefit i feel like this movie gives is that it it takes the whole societal pressure for women and like your whole purpose is to have children and it really shows that that's not the case like when she was when her like psyche and all that was altered so that she would actually desire having a child she went crazy she wasn't happy she wasn't Mm -hmm. fulfilled like, she was perfectly content with the way her life was yeah. without children, and that's fine. So the only benefit to this movie is just, like, reiterating that women are more than just baby makers. Yes. Now, I was so, like, I was like, I'm sure she's going to this place and it's going to get weird. And, like, I understand the setup of clock, biological clock, stuff like that. At first, I could not tell. If the director slash writers, like whoever made this movie, uh, was like being incredibly forward with this, Mm -hmm. like literally everybody in her life is like, you need a baby from medical professionals to her uh, religious and like old fashioned father to the friends of people who have babies. Everybody in her life is telling her to have a baby. I couldn't tell if that was like, just being so in your face with it to really drive it in and dramatize it. Yeah. Or if it was like genuine. Right. So at like I couldn't at first I was so hesitant to like enjoy it or to be open to enjoying it Mm -hmm. because I could not tell the intention. Yeah. Honestly, I wanted to like it. I, I wanted to side with the people that thought that it was just, like, really great. And I couldn't. Like, I I wasn't bothered by the horror aspect of it that you were. Well, see, the thing with the horror aspect, I don't mind horror stuff mm-hmm. when it makes sense. Yeah. I do not understand what the weird tall lady... And all that had to do with anything. Well, because the weird tall lady was her ancestor. And her dad goes on to say about how their whole story gets passed on through the women. Because they're the ones that actually birth the next generation. And so her inheritance of their story and where they came from and their triumphs and their their trials and all this stuff. It's passed on to her and she's the only child. So the inheritance of passing this this legacy on is held in her. So it's her grandma who survived the war, who survived concentration camps, only to have that line be done with her. And so it was that family pressure to have children because 
her legacy, the tall, creepy woman that she was seeing, her legacy and everything that she had been through will die if she yeah. doesn't then produce more children to carry on the... I just feel like they could have lent more into the thriller. Yeah, instead of just having... psychological. Instead of jump scares. Yeah. That felt out of place. Yeah. Like, it really ramped up the tension at the start when the girl, you know, unalived herself. Yes. And that tension and suspense and thrill and, like, the psychological part of it, I don't... I don't feel like the jump scares and the, like that, like you could use the imagery Mm -hmm. without it trying to be horror. Yeah. Specifically. Because it just like, it felt like it was trying to do too much, but it really wasn't really doing anything. Yeah. And see, I feel like they picked creepy things intentionally. Like the, the grandfather clock. Okay. That was, that was like your only family heirloom. Because as someone with, like, a Jewish background and having your ancestors have gone through something so horrible where all their possessions were taken away and then Mm -hmm. having this one and only family heirloom that just happened to be a grandfather clock. Like, we've seen it in Stranger Things. That's the first one that really pops into my head. The usage of a clock in a horror setting. Yeah. And so, yeah, it can be give off a creepy vibe. The spiders, how she had to explain and tie in the spiders about how society was given permission to view them as, like, equivalent to insects that need to be terminated. Yeah. And, like, I feel like the use of the spiders is just because, again, spiders are creepy bugs. Like, really, not a lot of people like spiders. (laughs) It's easy to use them in a creepy horror aspect. But I feel like the tie-in with her background was kind of a stretch. Like, I get what she's saying, but then I feel like that was only in there for the purpose of being able to use spiders creepy. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just, I felt like it, it, none of it really had a real purpose. And then the only, the only thing that I feel like they did well in this movie was manipulating her perspective Mm. so when we're viewing things from her perspective she's seeing the tall creepy woman she's seeing a clock she's seeing spiders they're not there and then later after she's out of the initial situation she sees that you know it it wasn't the tall creepy woman it wasn't a spider it wasn't the grandfather yeah the grandfather clock The problem with that is that later on, and this is a spoiler if you guys have any intent on watching this, she thinks that she's destroying a clock when in reality she is completely slaughtering her father. Yeah. And she has no idea. And it's really like I liked that they, that was the one thing that I felt that I liked that they did. I wish that we hadn't seen all the times prior. Like when she was stopped in the middle of the road thinking she saw the tall, scary woman. And, and then a... as she's driving away in the rearview mirror, she sees it's just a guy broken down on the road. Yes. Yeah, so I wish we that we didn't see... that she is not seeing reality. Exactly. If we hadn't have known all of that ahead of time, then we wouldn't have been able to predict the grandfather clock being her father. Because you said right away, that wasn't the clock she destroyed. I bet you she just killed her dad. And I was just like, yeah, probably. And then that's what it ended up being. And so it's like that surprise they took away from us because every other time they had already shown us that her her reality, especially with one of those three things, grandfather clock, spiders, or tall creepy woman, those things are not likely the thing that she's actually destroying or killing or whatever. So they kind of ruined their own thing that they own, the the one and only thing that they did well. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't recommend this movie. It was a waste of time. It was. <laughs> I, I am with the team team waste. <laughs> and then the ending, when she finds out she killed her father, she jumps off a cliff, and it's like, okay, this is ending the same way it began with a woman who went through this program is committing suicide because they were just tormented by their own psychological yeah. issues. Then it cuts out only for it to open back up again and she's lying on a rock 
from which she had fallen I don't know how many feet. Yeah. And she's still alive. And she's just watching a crawling fish. Yeah, a fish come out of water, which again was like a story that her dad had told her. But it just seems like, okay, like what's the point? Is this her in the afterlife or... Is this her thinking that she now gets to have a new beginning? Like... After you've killed everybody, <laughs> such, such like, a ways. I don't know. It it just was really dumb. Yeah, but uh, on like a brighter side, we also watched the Super Mario Bros mm-hmm. because that was available to us. Um, you had seen it before with the kids in the theaters. Yeah, and I did not. That was like your girls' date day. Yeah fun time trip and I was left out and I was just like man I, I want to watch Mario so bad <laughs> so we tried to watch it two times prior yeah. I was just like you know what like the kids have already seen it they don't need to see it again I want to see it I sat down tried to watch it fell asleep about halfway through when they got to Donkey Kong mm-hmm all right, well, I didn't get through that one, but, you know, like a couple nights later, you know what? Let's try it again. We are in bed. We have the, the laptop. I'm ready to watch it. I am so awake. You yeah. may, you were like, I'm probably going to fall asleep, but I've already seen it. I'm like, cool. I am so awake. I'm going to watch this. Yeah. I start it from the last place I remember. Yeah. I remember no further. <laughs> I must have immediately fallen asleep again. Mm-hmm. And and I feel bad because it's not a reflection on the movie. No. I had a lot of fun watching the movie. Just like, you know, waking up at 530 and then being awake till midnight. Like there's, there's just... You're going to fall asleep. Yeah, I'm a tired guy. I'm a sleepy boy. Yeah. But we for movie night or just another night with the kids sat and watched super mario bros and i finally watched the entirety of the movie yeah and it is i just want to start off by saying that the internet is such a fickle frustrating place that likes to shit on everything for any reason at all yeah it is a very fun movie with a lot of things that I was like, oh, look, there's a blue shell. Oh, look, there's... Like, before the blue shell guy even came in to do the blue shell thing, Yeah, I noticed him. I was like, there's the blue shell guy. Yeah. I was like, that guy at the video game counter, is that is that the Mario voice actor? Looked it up. Sure as hell is. Yeah. I, I could tell because the wahoo. Yeah. And there's so many just little things like that when they're walking through the market and there's an antiques store. And it's mm-hmm. like, this thing, does it work? Yeah, just blow on it. I get this joke. I get the reference. Yeah, the kids don't. No. It's not for them. It's for us. So when on the internet people are saying, this movie is fine, but it's a movie for kids. They didn't make this movie for the people who have been playing for you. They totally fucking did. Yeah. People on the internet just suck. They like to shit on things for no reason. It was a fun movie. Do I think it was a, like, A-plus movie, top-tier cinema? No. It is a fun movie that is, like, just about 90 minutes long. Yeah. And I don't know if I've said it on here, but I feel like we need more of those. The the fun short movies Mm -hmm. that, like, if you have an evening, you could watch two of them. Yeah. And they're they're fun, they're fast-paced, and they don't make you sit through three hours of a plot and i like that i feel like a lot of movies lately especially with the rise of marvel marvel the intention is like they're gonna start something and they want this thing to be carried through on for years yeah like they want it to be the start of something new (laughs) (laughs) um they want it to be like something that's going to be their like piggy bank for the next foreseeable future. Yeah, it's like people are only interested in making franchises. Yeah. Which is frustrating because I'll use your example, Marvel movies. We watched Ant-Man and, and uh, Wasp Quantumania. Yeah. And again, I think it was a good movie. It was, it was an entertaining movie, but 
I'll be honest, I'm kind of sick of Marvel's current trend of everything is multiverse now. Yeah. I just want them to, like, I feel like at the start of every phase, they should go back to just telling isolated stories. Mm -hmm. And then when we have isolated stories and we know each character independently, they could come together every once in a while. But like, and that makes it better. Yeah, if you actually care about the person individually, aside from the rest of the team. But it's like if I don't have the time to watch half of these movies, mm-hmm. when I watch, like if we watched the original Avengers, yeah, the Hulk was in it. How many people did not see any of the Hulk movies before that? Right. How many people may have missed? Thor because at that point it wasn't the big conglomerate that it is now no it was just like oh these are movies oh there's so it's just like here is this thunder guy I kind of get his character but I have the few that I really love Mm -hmm. and it is still just kind of this involved story right and then what did they do after that they went back to their independent stories right but now it's just like Spider-Man had Doctor Strange in it Mm-hmm. Doctor Strange has Wanda in it. Yeah, it's like, all like mixed together. Yeah, so it's like if you didn't watch WandaVision, you don't understand Wanda's character in Doctor Strange. Yeah. And if you've never been interested in Doctor Strange, well, what has this guy got to do with Spider-Man? Yeah. How did, like, why are they breaking the universe? Yeah. It's just like everything is getting so complicated that... It feels, especially now that they're introducing all of these, like, the new age characters, they need to go back to more isolated stories mm-hmm. and, like, bring things back small. Yeah. Because it's getting so big and complicated that, like, every movie has a different director. Yeah. They're not all on the same page. No. Kevin Feige has his grand, like, scheme. But the Spider-Man director's aren't going to look out for what is best for the Ant-Man directors, mm-hmm. aren't going to look out for what's best for the Doctor Strange directors. Yeah, and then it just, like, it becomes kind of messy because it's inconsistent. There's different, like... It only becomes messy, I guess, because they've made it a big, knotted, intermingled situation. If they were yeah. all kept separate, it would be fine. But because it because they're all intermingled with each other, then the different directors and the different styles make it seem just it it breaks the continuity of it all and then it yeah seems kind of just choppy and just messy yeah but yeah so i liked that mario was just like a nice little story from start to finish beginning middle end nice little plot point you had your villain you had your heroes you had your big end fight scene then it was done yeah and like, it was it, nice it ends with them still in the mushroom kingdom yeah. Which leaves open the availability for more movies. Yeah. And more adventures. Uh, like, my initial thought is Bowser is captive. Well, now all the Bowser's kids come and try to save him. Right. And Mario and Luigi and Peach. Then would they explain, like... Because the main point of this movie is that Bowser is in love with Peach. He wants to marry her. And he is going to use the star to force her to marry him. Or destroy everything. Yeah, that's where the force comes in. So it's like, if you can marry me, if you're not, I'm going to use this invincible star and then destroy everything. Mm-hmm. So it's like, those are your choices. Um, so the whole point is that he's obsessed with Peach, wants to marry her. If you introduce all of Bowser's kids, are you then going to introduce a Bowser mom? Like Bowser's baby mama? Listen, you're thinking too much about it. <laughs> I think what is best is to just pretend like those thi- those logic issues don't exist. We know there are characters. Yeah. We've all played Mario Kart. We know Ludwig and uh, the There's Morty Jr. and Bowser Jr. <laughs> and like all of the, the, the Koopalings. Yeah. We don't need the, oh, well, who's their parents? But I'd like to know. It was just some Koopa that he met in the war, and now, like, 
Get over it. The other thing, like, so we were talking a bit about how this movie was actually, there was stuff for us in it. There were so many references in there that the kids wouldn't understand. Yeah. Like, there's that first initial, before they even get to the Mushroom Kingdom, there's that, like, side scroll screen. Yeah, where and Mario how, is just leaping around, doing everything great. And like, all these, like, pipes through. and different levels. And then he hops over the the fence on, like, a flagpole, slides down. It's, like, Castle Burger. Yeah. It's, like, those things. The kids, they haven't played the side-scroll Mario games. So they don't understand why that's entertaining for us and why that's so good to see. Yeah. They don't understand Castle Burger. They just think, oh, that's a fast food joint, like a <laughs> ripoff of Burger King. Or they don't even notice it. Or, yeah, they just don't even care to notice it. The, like, you're, oh, there's no princess here. Oh, like, she must be in another castle. They don't get that. <laughs> they don't get the frustration of, like, you finish this world and like even though you know there's eight worlds so you just finish two obviously peach isn't gonna be here your your princess is in another castle those are for us right like the little eight year olds and under they don't get that and like honestly kids these days could not handle mario that we played they would be so fucking frustrated they would not get through world one they would give up (laughs) for sure they would be so pissed because um, ki- like the games nowadays are so easy. Like yeah. you can finish them in a day. <laughs> yes. Yes. And that's just because I feel like most games now it's either battle Royale style or it is uh, a game that has a story, but the real focus is the battle Royale multiplayer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah, there's a story, but like you, you play it real quick to get familiar with the controls, and then you go over to the battle royale. Yeah, I just I really liked when I first watched it with the kids. There were so many things that I was like chuckling at and like thinking was really awesome. That like the kids they were at the movie theater, so they thought the whole thing was great. They didn't understand each and every little individual thing that I was noticing. That I was like, this is awesome. I remember coming home from the theater and like talking to you a little bit about it without trying to give too much away um, and just saying that the the one thing that I was really surprised at but also not surprised given where our society is at right now um, with like feminism and stuff yep. that Peach was fully prepared to just save herself. Yes. And I liked that. I liked that she was just like, oh, getting ready to marry him. And that she had a plan the whole time that she was just like, no, F this. I'm not marrying you. Yeah. Mario came through, uh, like, really the final fight. Mm -hmm. And then in the Donkey Kong fight, mostly out of, uh, I guess, like, naivety. Yeah. He didn't realize what fighting Donkey Kong meant. No. So he went for it and luckily got the cat thing. Yeah. And won. He was very close to just like getting his butt whooped. Mm -hmm. Peach was ready to just go and handle shit herself. And in the final fight, she got the ice flower and she was handling shit. Yeah. And yeah, Mario came and helped. But Mario really was a side character Mm -hmm. that only had the advantage of his name being in the movie yeah as to why he was actually important yeah yeah i just i i really liked that because it's something that's kind of surprising and like we always watched it or played it from mario's perspective so like we were playing as mario and so it's like this is kind of it's called mario bros like he is the main character and like he still was and like he was out to rescue his brother and all that but peach was a very independent very capable ruler like she is the princess of this kingdom so it's like i like that they recognize that she is a competent ruler that she doesn't like yeah that she's ruling over toads there's probably (laughs) are fairly easy to be a ruler over but she was prepared to go and face bowser herself yeah really like from the beginning she was just like okay my kingdom's gonna be in trouble i'm gonna go find and like reach out to my allies and i'm gonna handle this shit and i'm gonna stand up to bowser by myself and even in the end she stuck through with that she wasn't waiting on mario to come back 
She had a plan that she was going to go in and get her stuff done and protect her people at all costs because that's what was important to her. That's what she does. Yeah. I, I, I loved it. Um, I'm really hoping for another one. I can't imagine why there wouldn't be. It was a huge success. Um, yeah, like I said, second movie, I wouldn't be surprised if it introduces at the very least Bowser Jr. coming to try to avenge his father. Mm-hmm. Maybe like uh, like a side plot of him uh, trying to wrangle all the Koopalings to, yeah. to help him, but he comes. Um, maybe they introduce uh, another princess who is being uh, messed with by the Koopalings. Uh, Daisy, Daisy. Uh, Luigi could be like oh hey how's it going <laughs> um, then so that would be second movie I'm not going to figure out what a plot would be because that's general idea third movie who are these motherfuckers walking in oh it's Wario and Waluigi <laughs> and what are they here for to play fucking tennis Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like as soon as you said that, I just instantly thought of the movie Dodgeball, but like tennis and with them in it. Yeah. On Yes. <laughs> and just the same way they had like the Mario Kart and stuff like that in this one. Yeah. I would love just a Mario and Luigi with uh, Peach and Daisy and Wario and Waluigi all competing in a sports tournament. Yeah. And there is golf. There is tennis. There is whatever the fuck other Super Mario sport game they've done. Yeah. And just this big, like, competition for some some MacGuffin. Mm-hmm. And both Mario, Luigi, Peach, and Daisy need it for something, but Wario and Waluigi are here to fuck shit up. Yeah. And they ain't playing fair. No. (laughs) I would say that one of the things that I was a little bit disappointed of, like disappointed in, in this movie was when Luigi's running through the forest and he's like got the dry bones chasing him and the bats and all that stuff. I thought there was going to be a little bit more in the mansion and I thought that there were going to be booze. I really wanted a side plot of like the Luigi's Mansion. Yeah. I I was like, I thought like in the theater, I thought I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. We're going to get a Luigi's Mansion kind of thing happening. The boos are going to show up. For some reason, our oldest is like obsessed with Boo, King Boo. When we play Mario Kart, she is King Boo. Yeah. And so she was just like really pumped to see the boos. And then I was like, this is going to be it. And I'm like really excited to see how she reacts. And then... Like, I did like how they had the shy guys all standing behind. Yeah. That I thought was funny and, and cool. I wish, though, that he had run through the mansion a little bit more and then closed the doors maybe on a different thing. But and then the just shy imagine guys if up. instead of shy guys, it was booze. Because they have a thing where if you're looking at them, they turn and are invisible. Yes. So it could have been he ran in and they were all invisible. And then he turns And then he back. turns around and then they apparate. All appear. Yeah. That would have been so cool. Because shy guys are not known to just, like, it goes in and you can clearly see the stairs and they're not there. Yeah. And then the lightning cracks and you see them. Yeah. I feel like it would have been so much more accurate to have booze where it's like they're hiding and like maybe there's a split second he turns around and then they st- they're faintly visible closing their eyes. And they peek out and get that big mischievous grin. grin yeah, on. that would have been that would have been awesome. That's actually uh, an excellent idea for what uh, the introduction for Daisy could be, because Mario and Peach are off dealing with Bowser Junior. Right. But oh, Peach just heard that her friend is stuck in a mansion. Yeah. Oh, Luigi was there. Luigi, you go do it. He would be scared shitless. He did not have a good experience. He has three whole games of him being scared shitless and doing that. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think he gets his little vacuum pack and he goes and he saves Daisy. (laughs) How would the Kongs all fit into this? 
like there might be one bit where they're like in a minecart, like Diddy Kong and Donkey Kong are in a minecart and they're just like punching a, a crocodile. Because that was the other thing I wasn't really expecting. One, the ongoing rivalry between Donkey Kong and Mario and then also how they kind of have a little bit of a bonding bromance kind of situation happening at the end. But I also like that even through that, Donkey Kong was still like antagonistic to him. Yeah. Not like hostile, but just like, because I was expecting that kind of rivalry mm-hmm. because Mario's first villain was Donkey Kong. Yeah. Like, I I mean, I wasn't expecting it to be kind of ongoing. I yeah. thought it was going to be done once their initial like once their first fight was done yeah so i was glad that it kind of like carried on into even as they were getting friendly and bonding it's just like yeah i still think you're a jerk (laughs) you suck too yeah well i'm strong so yeah do your best seth rogan laugh (laughs) (laughs) that was terrible (laughs) i know i am not a voice actor i never claimed to be I just don't want you to judge me for my my shitty laugh impression. I I thoroughly enjoyed this. I am honestly what I'm kind of hopeful for because uh, Sonic and the second Sonic uh, have both been fairly successful, mm-hmm. and Mario was quite successful. Yeah, there is a little indie game. I don't know if you've ever heard it called Mario and Sonic go to the Olympics I have never heard of that no do you think that they might do a crossover movie down the lines I don't know who made Sonic like what no I mean like who made the movie oh like the the production studio I have no idea because it was illumination that did Mario. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what did like who made Sonic to, in order for that to happen. I don't know. Vamp for me. I'll Google it. It was not. It was not Illumination because there would have been <laughs> there would have been minions in the opening and there was not that for Sonic. So I feel like it was probably like DreamWorks or something that did Sonic. Uh, Paramount Pictures. Paramount. So, so I mean, I'm sure they could work out a deal, um, because what. What the hell movie was it that had ugly Sonic in it? Do you remember that movie where they go to like a... It was Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Yes, yeah. Where they go to the (laughs) Comic-Con and ugly Sonic is there. That was a great movie. I forgot about that movie. (laughs) That was so So funny. So I feel like if uh, like the people who like Paramount Mm -hmm. will work with Disney to throw in that ugly Sonic cameo. Not Disney. Isn't Chip and Dale on Disney? Oh, maybe. Yeah, Chip and Dale is. Yeah. Sorry, I thought you were talking about Illumination and doing Mario. Well, yeah, but I'm saying, like, if they worked with Disney for Chip and Dale, then to they'll throw work in that, for, yeah, I see what you're saying now. They would make so much money. Yeah. Because that could be, like, them doing Olympic things, and it could, again, I always think about what the side plot would be, and it could be Luigi against Waluigi doing, like, the, the Mario sports. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, I didn't make it to the Olympics, but I want to do stuff. And then he gets his friends together to do a little, like, shitty Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> I think that could be really fun. You know, okay, so I played a lot of Mario when I was a kid. Yep. I also, like, if it wasn't Mario, it was Crash Bandicoot that I was mm, playing a lot of. Yeah. There's no Crash Bandicoot movie. All right. Here's my next pitch. Okay. It is a Fast and Furious oh my gosh. style movie. <laughs> Diddy Kong racing, Mario racing, Kirby racing, Garfield racing. This sounds so ridiculous. All the racing games. Yeah. Blended together. And what is it about? It's about family. family. <laughs> <laughs> but like... Give me money. I wasn't playing the like <laughs> racing Crash Bandicoot. He was just like walking through, like smashing crates. Getting his problematic emblems. Yeah. That's what I remember. Yeah. Like it was another kind of like side scrolling 
he, there were a couple of racing I f- levels. I, f- I feel like we're getting closer to the the place of good animation studios, decent writers who reminisce those times. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the writers of this Mario movie had to have loved Mario. Yeah. Because there's so many things that showed like care to the series mm-hmm. that I wouldn't be surprised if all of these franchises from our youth because it is now people our age who are deciding what to make and what not to. That's crazy. That if we got movies based on those things. Yeah. Which would be great. What did you think about Chris Pratt? Uh, Honestly, I, I just didn't care. I didn't really, like there were times where it was like obviously like, oh, this is Chris Pratt. Other times like, I don't know if they put some sort of effect on his voice or something, but I didn't think it sounded like I was listening to Chris Pratt the whole time. Yeah, I mean, it just, it was just kind of what it was. Like, I really liked when they did the commercial at the beginning, Mm -hmm. how he did the voice. Yeah. And it was just corny and cheesy. And then they made fun of it. Yeah. They made fun of Chris Pratt doing the voice. Mm Mm-hmm. And then he just kind of had like a New York accent. Yeah. And it was, it wasn't bad. It wasn't a spectacular Mario voice. I think it was just the right amount of like passable to the point where I, I didn't focus on it. Yeah. You know, it's surprising because I feel like Chris Pratt has one of those voices that's really like... It's a nothing voice, you know, like, you know, there's some people that you hear and you know exactly who they are. Yeah. Like Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. Uh, one that sticks out for me is Hank Azaria. He does like Mo in The Simpsons. Yeah. And there's also honestly, a million other. There's voices, the girl but... that plays Louise. Yeah. Her voice like Kristen uh, or Kirsten or something. Kristen Shaw. Yeah. Like, her voice is super recognized. So is uh, Bob. Oh, yes. John H. Benjamin. Yeah, I was going to say Jonathan Benjamin, but I was like, that's not right. I'm, what I'm is it? It's close. Technically. <laughs> that's not how he, like, yeah. he's recognized. But, yeah, so, like, there's some people who it's like you hear their voice. And, like, it is usually people who focus their careers mostly on voice acting. That yeah. you they that's where their career is stemmed out of is from their voice, and his isn't stemmed yeah. from his voice. So I feel like he could play a lot of different characters, and really, it's just that now he is a big A list actor. That really, it's just his name that is yeah, the selling. I, it's not really. His I voice. saw a thing that said ever since Guardians of the Galaxy, he has not auditioned for a role. Yeah, they're just given to him, which. Kind of shitty, mm-hmm. but like, I can't think of something that he was in that was downright awful. I haven't seen all the Jurassic Worlds. No. Wasn't there that one where he was in space? Was that him? Him and Jennifer Lawrence? Passengers oh, yeah. or something like that? We never watched that one either. That might be the one that might be awful. <laughs> yeah. Because we never watched that we one. We never watched it, but I do remember seeing it wasn't fantastic. Yeah. So maybe that's the one that was awful, and that's why he's been sticking to mostly voice acting. <laughs> <laughs> what other things is he voice acted in? Uh, so he's been in Jurassic World. He was yeah, but in he's that, like for real in that. Like he's uh, alive the, in that. He, the Lego movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the other Lego movie. Um there was also that one that was like the edge of tomorrow or like tomorrow war or something. Uh, I watched it. I think you fell asleep through it, (laughs) Um, which honestly you're not missing out. Uh, It was like, it was like an action sci-fi movie. You wouldn't have, that he was like in live or that he voice. He was live. Okay. I said that he's stuck to voice acting because there's just been an awful lot of it lately. He is still primarily a real life actor. Yeah. Yeah. See, I just, I saw like, and when I first found out that he was Mario, it just seemed so bizarre to me. But really, I don't think it matters. I feel like anybody could have put in that role and done the same 
quality of work. Yeah. I feel like it was just Chris Pratt, like his name on the poster. That was really the main thing. It didn't you, matter. You know who I think would have actually made a spectacular Mario? Who? Danny DeVito. Really? Uh, yeah. Okay. Listen to Philatides from Hercules. Yeah. And pretend that's freaking Mario. I don't know if I can. There's just some things that like I can't wrap my head around. Have you ever... I say have you ever, knowing you have not watched a ton of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. We should watch it. We have started it it's several great. times. We haven't gotten to where he is in it no. yet, though. And I always just imagine his character in that being being Mario because that would just be hilarious see there was a show an old show that I used to watch with Danny DeVito in and it was like called Taxi or something like that okay and there it was just like it was another like sitcom show comedy show that was based around him and like four or five other taxi cab drivers okay and like the show consisted like in the shop where the talk the taxi the taxis were where i'm they looking like, at it and i'm loving it and i always thought that that was like really funny i don't i was probably like i want to say like 13 to 15 when i was watching it yeah that uh came out in 1978 well i was watching it when i was like 13 <laughs> to 15 and it only it stopped in 83 so girl you were watching some reruns i lived with old people okay (laughs) and it was on when i came home from school and so i would watch it and i thought that it was just really funny man stacked cast tony danza judd hirsch christopher lloyd man it was a good show. I really well, liked it. It can't have been that good. It didn't last very long. Okay, again, this is coming from me when I was very young and not... <laughs> Impressionable. <laughs> honestly, at that point in my life, I hadn't watched much except for like it and like probably Big Bang Theory or something stupid. Oh, God. Like I was very limited in what I was watching. So that to me was fantastic because it was that... <laughs> Or Big Bang Theory, and I picked that instead. All right. Well, (laughs) being told as to your shitty selection of sitcoms. um, I've come a long way. I guess I just want to ask everybody listening, what was your shitty sitcom selection when you were a kid? What do you think would make a good second Mario movie? And should they and would they make a Sanic vs. Mario goes to the olympics thank you guys so much for joining us this week at the bees knees podcast if you haven't already please download this episode and we will talk to you next week